0: Hey guys, it's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. This is episode 199. We have, as our guest, Valerie Gang is returning. You might remember from episode 25, uh, one of my dear friends. I've uh, We've been friends for 20 years. We grew up together. She's amazing. Uh, it's a fun episode. Not only do we have Valerie back, but we also have Jeannie Dugan back as the voice of reason interesting enough this was done on zoom so you can also watch it on my youtube channel if you prefer so you can see what we look like if you don't remember it's been a long time since we saw humans right maybe i don't know um it's a fun episode it's really fun uh, and funny and it was good to see those two amazing friends of mine uh all together shitting on me for a, a good 40 minutes um uh, I don't know when, where I'm going to be next. I may be uh, doing shows next week. I may not be doing shows for another month. Uh, Paul F. Comedy is always updated for the most part. Please check those uh, dates out at uh, paulfcomedy.com. Also check out my YouTube page. That's where you'll be able to catch this episode if you want to see the Zoom of it, um, which is... I, t- I turned that down, sorry. Um, at uh, youtube.com backslash Comedy. Uh, please check out our uh, sponsors as well. They've been awesome to me over the years and, uh, and, uh, I, I can't thank them enough for letting me, uh, keep this podcast free and, and I haven't done Patreon yet because of, of their kindness and, uh, and you, your kindness for all you guys keeping up, listening, subscribing, giving us reviews, um. I saw recently that we were listed on one of the top dating podcasts, which is great. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, South by Southwest, which we were supposed to be doing the podcast in, has allowed me to do one viral, which uh, this will probably be on uh, soon. And uh, that's it. Enjoy this episode. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast and, uh, and uh, review us, subscribe, check out our sponsors. Listen you know, I'm a lawyer. I talk about it often, but when I have legal questions or I have legal issues that I'm facing, I go to my friend, Scott Shapiro. So if you've been injured on the job, um, need compensation, you might be entitled to money that you don't even know about. And that holds true for workers' compensation, personal injury, all that stuff. Um, My friend, Scott Shapiro, has been helping injured workers and doing entertainment law for almost 20 years now. You need to contact him, 312-648-8800, or email him at scott at scottshapirolegal.com. He is legitimately one of the best people and best lawyers I know. Um, If you call him, you tell him Singles Only sent you or I sent you, it's a free consultation. Granted, it's a free consultation anyway, probably, but boom. Just just throw my name so I can uh, stay in business here. Um, He is a full-service law firm in addition to workers' compensation cases, work injuries. He handles litigation. He handles all your legal needs for entertainment law. So those of you who are entertainers out there have legal questions. He's your guy. Again, free consultation. Don't Take a Chance and Not Get a Lawyer, 312-648-8800, or check out his website, scottshapirolegal.com. Listen, I told you I had a special treat for listeners, loyal listeners of the show, Singles Only, and here it is. You heard me talk about the book, Perfect Pain, which is a memoir by my friend Paramparastran, It's an awesome book about his journey, his life journey of how he had this perfect life on paper, family, successful career, money, everything, but he had an underlying pain that he didn't address. And this book addresses that. It addresses his life in an amazing way. He had such a cool life um, and he had some personal demons that he struggled with and through therapy, He conquers that. It's a great book. I don't want to ruin it for you guys. Read it, perfectpain.com. But here's what I'm going to do. I talked to the author, Param Parastron, and he is going to let me give away a book every week. Here's what you have to do to get a free book. Subscribe to the podcast and give us a review. Once you've given us a review, five-star review, um, message me and tell me you did it, and I'm going to send you the book. Once, one a week, we're going to do this until we run out of books. I've got 22 to give away, it sounds like. So perfectpain.com, if you want to buy the book, available on Amazon and available in auto audiobook too. But if you are a listener of this podcast, all you got to do is review this podcast and then message me and say, hey, I reviewed it. Or if there's a way to contact you, I'll figure it out. Um, And you're going to get a book sent to you. You don't even have to leave your house. You're going to get a free book. Once a week, I'm doing this for the book Perfect Pain by Parastron. It's a great book. I want everyone to read it. I want to make this a bestseller and get the the far of our bump, the singles only bump. So buy it today or give us a review and get your free copy. And when you like it, don't lend it to other people. Make them buy it too because it supports this author and this journey. Perfect pain, Parm, par Strong. Hey, this is another edition of Singles Only Podcast. We're doing this via Zoom because of everything in the world. My name is Paul Farvar. I'm your host. Thank you for joining. Thank you to our sponsors and for subscribing all of this time. We're on uh, almost 200 episodes. So thank you. Um, I am bringing back our, our original voice of reason. Uh, my side broad, as she was called before, one of my closest friends in the comedy world and in real life, Jeannie Dugan.
1: Oh, hey, hey look at
0: that. Look at that.
1: Us boomers.
0: Our boomer, our boomer technology information has worked yeah. to our advantage.
1: What, what most astounds me about this quarantine is that I'm actually happy to see your face.
0: Yeah, that's what it took. It took a quarantine to appreciate The greatest thing that's happened to you since your children. Oh, yeah.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And just to talk about how old I am, uh, I have this water thing. Right Mm -hmm. now, this just happened, so I'm going to say it. Uh, Water thing where you put the water in the refrigerator. It's so slow. So sometimes just put it in and then start doing errands. And then I just was like, all right, we're ready to go. And then I hear this leaking. And I look back. I forgot it for like the last 10 minutes. So there's a puddle in my kitchen that I had to clean up.
1: It's not going to leak to your neighbors, is it?
0: No, no, no. But I do this probably once or twice a week because I have no patience to wait for the water. Sure. I got to fix it.
1: Well, that's why you have rubber sheets on your bed, too, I I suppose.
0: That's one reason.
1: Speaking of greatest things that's ever happened, what is going on with your hair? What is Uh, that? Jimmy Neutron? I have not seen it stand (laughs) up that high.
0: Well, it's it's hard to get a haircut now. Uh, So this is a little higher. And I just took. I just showered, and I washed my hair for the first time in four days. So Very I nice. That,
1: okay. Well, I never I'm not that. insulting you. Let's get to our guest.
0: Yes, we uh, we have a special treat. Uh, you know, since we're we're rounding the rounding the corner on the podcast of of getting to two hundred, so I'm bringing back my favorite people. You guys might remember from episode 25, she's an author of Enlightenment is Sexy. She's a motivational speaker. She's uh, a graduate of Butler Junior High in uh, Oakbrook, Illinois. And one of my closest and longest uh, living friends, Val Genghis. Valerie Genghis, join us. Hi!
1: Look at how that works. It's amazing. What a beacon of light she is. You Real? radiate light all the time. Oh my time. God. You guys,
2: you have no idea what I just did. I, I don't know, well, Paul, you probably know this, but Jeannie, I don't know if you know this. I, um, I dropped like a 200 pound slab of marble on my toe. I had just moved out to California. Oh I would only been out there for like five days and I was like getting the house ready and I had been working all day and there was a huge piece of marble that was gonna be the top of a cocktail table leaning against a wall and it smashed down on my toe. And like my toe exploded. Like it exploded, okay? So that was like 10 months ago. And just right now, like I just walked in the door, I had to have um, part of my toenail permanently removed. Oh. And I didn't know that I was going to the do- I didn't know she was gonna do that to me. So I was sitting in like, you know, the doctor chair, like leaning back and as she was like giving me these long shots in my toe i was like i'm gonna see genie and paul soon i'm gonna see genie and Paul. <laughs> i'm not kidding <laughs> i literally my, if you could see my toe right now i no. look like
0: Frankenstein. no i hate feet as you know and also it's weird that your gynecologist is working on your toes like isn't Shut that up. That's like, <laughs> great. no well, my toe. So I figured No, that-
2: I made her put the seat back because I refused to look at what the yeah. hell she was doing to my toe. Well, she there- was like, we're going to be permanently removing half Ooh. your toenail. And I was just like, ah. so I, that's why I'm drinking wine at four in the yeah, afternoon.
1: Well, why else wouldn't you? I, my stomach just dropped hearing this. You would think, no. Paul likes to say I have 57 kids. You would think with the number of kids I have, that I would be comfortable with like just injuries. I'm not I I'm like physically oh, thinking same. about that. Oh so, it was so
2: gnarly. I did not know this. So let's educate the listeners. Your toenail
0: grows super far deep into okay. your- oh, uh, I didn't know it. We're not educating anyone on feet right now. Well, I- I'm just saying when my toenail popped
2: out of my foot, it was from the bottom and it was long. Yeah, bloody,
0: gross and also like uh if this
1: does not find Valerie a man i don't know what
0: he <laughs> was so gnarly yeah you uh you can no longer be a foot model um i'm sorry no, yeah. those
2: days are over i'm lucky i have a toenail kind of yeah.
0: i'm
1: traumatized this is me gross. too
0: I me really, too really really hate feet and uh this is the worst way to start the episode sorry but- i'm just i'm
2: just telling you i just walked in the door and you two got me through yes. the gnarly procedure that i just had that i did not know i was gonna have
1: are you in pain now
2: no because my tongue, my no is my no my toe is still totally numb
1: and you're um, drunk from wine so cheers
2: not yet but i'm thinking about it
0: um so Valerie, uh, yeah. <laughs> last time we left you, uh, I've talked to you since. Obviously, I did your podcast. It's just gonna air, I guess, and we've been in touch. But you did episode twenty-five, which was seventeen years ago. No, really, how long ago was it that? It was about. Uh, it's. It was a while ago. I don't know the exact dates. Okay. Um, let me look at my calculator. Um, yeah, it was like three, three or four, two thousand sixteen. Let's just say. Did yeah. we do it in the back of a comedy club? The Laugh Factory, yes. The Laugh Factory, okay, yeah. yeah. And uh, you told us about uh, giving guys the benefit of the doubt and until the sixth sense, sixth sense kicks in, your spidey senses. And you talk about that in your book, too.
2: Oh, yeah, about the guy I went on a date with, and I knew that he had been cheating on his wife with prostitutes. Yes, that guy? Did that, that we did
0: story? talk about him. Yeah.
2: So, and
1: if I, I'm just going to, because I have this sitting here. This is the book. But yeah <laughs> i don't think i dropped that story in the book but it's a good no one. no but you taught don't you i know that it was about four years ago because i ordered three copies of this after i met you because i just love your vibe and your light mm. so much and then i i sent one to my friend in florida who was going through a really tough time um but i thought that this was in there so this was like four years ago
2: um, um no
1: that's I not think- there
2: no, it's not in there, oh, but I do talk about in the book, like using your intuition when you're dating. And I talk about like staying single for a while. Like it's no big deal to be right. single. It's not the end of the world.
0: Wait. Jeannie, uh, just to be clear, you said you bought three copies. One went to Florida, one is there. Is the other one in the bathroom? Like what do <laughs> to the third? The other copy?
1: one went to my other friend who's not in Florida, but she's local. Okay. Um, so thank you for clarifying. Um, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> So, Val. I'm still thinking about the toe. Do you understand?
2: <laughs> yeah, Me too. I'm like, I'm trying to get my I head am. back in the game, but ooh. All right,
0: Val. So that was four years ago, three cities ago. Now you're in Colorado, um, or now, Iowa? Right now, I'm in Colorado. Yeah. Probably. Okay. Correct. What's been going on? I know that we're in a quarantine now, so it's hard to date. But before the quarantine, did you did any guy make it past? like a three month period with Valerie Genghis?
2: So after I dropped the slab of marble on my toe and my toe exploded, <laughs> yep. um, I was in a boot for six months and it was not attractive. It was one of those Velcro Herman Munster boots. So I there was no dating, okay? No dating in the, Her- I'm not gonna go on a first date in a Herman Munster boot. Okay. I have more pride than that. And plus my toe was like oozing. So so, yeah, I there was no dating. No. I would just love
1: to see you walk into a restaurant or a coffee shop or a bar on a first date, just like (laughs) I
0: I tried
2: to like make it work in my life, but it was so the boot was so embarrassing. And I had the idea and I told my doctor, I'm like, why are there no like pretty boots like that? Like, what if you did have to go on a date or a job interview or something? Like, why does everything need to look like Frankenstein? But no one has been able to answer that question for
0: me. And then you started a company, fancy boots.
2: Fancy boots. Someone should seriously, think about it. Think about how many people are wearing those boots and those like platform shoes why can't they make cute ones? What's
1: the big deal? At least skinnier, you know, at least scarier, yeah. right? I can answer and, that
0: question because I have a family of doctors in my family. And uh, the reason is because those boots are not good for the healing process. They're not? No, you can't wear a- them. And
1: if you're wearing them, they can at least look good. Exactly. But let me just say something as somebody who has not been. A size 10 since high school. Let's get into the plus size clothes, not being polyester. Animal prints first. I and was just going to say animal prints.
0: Animal prints boots. But I mean, you could go on dates. They would just be like, oh, and then you're like, let's go somewhere else. And then you'd get up from sitting and they'd be like, oh, she's got a boot. I mean, I think you purple. would have to
2: disclose that you had like right. a crush wound and your toe was
0: like. Okay. <laughs> to well, don't have, every time you use a different adjective to be like smashed, it's we're not writing about right now. We get it. It, it
2: was pretty gnarly.
1: Visibly bits of red and yellow bone marrow. I mean, not, that does not make you
2: feel like sexy or like you know you you feel like a monster. Yeah. Okay. Well,
1: and also as a woman, disclosing that you're wounded and injured could attract the wrong guy. You That's know? right that's right hard to flee she won't be able to flee from me
0: okay but that's (laughs) 10 months val so what happened after that you still have three years to account for oh um yeah i don't know no nothing serious
2: nothing serious at all just uh i think i kind of got used to like being single and my writing and work and all that and it doesn't seem like a huge priority for me. And I don't know why, because before I always, always had boyfriends, like as far yeah. back as I can remember, junior high. But it's like, it's kind of felt really good to, to be single.
0: Yeah, it feels I mean, great I right like that.
2: it. So I kind of feel like an alien in that way. But uh, my work feels like more of like a priority right now.
0: You say right now, do you think that's going to change? Like, do you see yourself like, getting married, having kids, or one of the two things? I mean,
2: maybe, like, if someone, you know, totally wonderful came along that I really loved, maybe, but I don't, like, sit around thinking about it. Mm. I don't know, like, it's, it would be nice, yeah, it would be nice, and, like, my grandpa always told me, you know, like, give it a shot, get married once, see, you know, see what that's about, but, (laughs) It's just never happened. Just you once. Know, so.
1: I love your Just, one, like, just once. once. Like, give just it a shot. <laughs> yeah, a
0: just very, like give it a one. shot. Jeannie's on. I don't
1: four, know about right? kids.
0: <laughs> four marriages. Two, two whatever. It's going to be. How long
2: be. have you been married, Jeannie?
1: This is, it's going on four years, which is why I remember the whole timeline of. Getting oh. Yeah, so it's going on four years and um, we haven't. We haven't divorced yet, so it's good.
2: <laughs> yeah. Wait, so when, when I first met you, you had just gotten married?
1: I, I must have just gotten married, yeah. It was June of 2016.
0: Wow. So, yeah. I didn't what?
1: know
0: that. Yeah. So, um, Vero, um, how are you, okay, let's talk about the last guy you dated before the quarantine. Who is this guy? And what um, why is he not in your quarantine uh, in cubicle <laughs> in Colorado right now?
2: California honestly I think now now I'm like looking back on it it was like uh he was super immature like you know immature I was like I can't do this like it's not working
1: yeah how so
0: what's yeah what makes
2: um
1: (laughs) just like
2: an adult that had older than me like 10 years older than me never got married didn't have kids Really enjoyed being being single, and like at one point he told me he was gonna live in an airport, like an airplane hangar, and I was like, "This isn't gonna work." <laughs> but he was like really excited about it, and I was just like, "You're gonna live in a, like a hangar?" And I guess people do that, which is kind of cool, but like, but no. Does he have so, a
0: plane at least, or was he just gonna hang out? It'd be weird if he didn't have a. He plane.
2: he did fly planes. Yes, I I, I think I, he had his own plane. I think he might have had his own plane, but. Just like that was his goal to do that. This I feel so rude talking about it because like, what if he hears this? No, that's
1: okay. I mean, you're being honest. I'm sure he's probably like, hell yeah, I was going to live in an airplane hangar. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, but- I'm just giving you like a little example. There was There was more things that were happening and I can remember thinking like, this person isn't mature and like there's no way they're like going to get married and like have a normal whatever normal is like family life because he was like a 50 year old child yeah yeah which made him really fun but like not where was that gonna go yeah
1: because like I always wanted to live in a tree house until I was 12 and then I was like you know well I kind of
2: want to live in a van so like in a van down by the river so I get it but it's weird when it's like on the opposite side and it's a guy. I'm like, I need a little bit more like more goals going on than like living in an airplane hangar. Yeah.
0: Well, why does yeah. it have to go somewhere? Sorry, but uh, what you said that it wasn't going anywhere, but you don't have any uh, like set direction where you see your life in five years, right? So why does it matter? Why couldn't you just keep having fun until the decision to live in a hangar came up and be like, all right, well. I'm going to go live in a I mean, house with them? I
2: think that's probably the argument you use with women. <laughs> but I True. think if you're like a mature woman, it's like you're not... We're, what are you going to do with a person like that? That's like having a play pal. Yeah.
0: And what's what? tell us what's bad about that.
2: I don't know. You know, after a while, it's just like, not, that's not that interesting. Yeah. You want someone that's mature and like... You know, has worked on themselves, or you know, just
1: has well has similar values. So even if you're and not, similar values like and living in a in a structure that supports, you <laughs> know, is it is part of it because the bottom line is even if like while well, you're making it seem like Valerie has to either set her sights on marriage with a guy or just be oh. complete playthings with them. Those are my dogs. Our dogs and very- if she's not feeling a connection because they have. They have similar habitat <laughs> structures in mind, if <laughs> it does work out.
0: Val- And or, you know, I Je- think the older Jeannie, you get- That's part of all that was, Jeannie, those dogs were like, we were doing a live show on Arsenio, and it was like your doghouse in the back, they're going, <laughs> oh, oh, she's right, she's right. Like, they're like backing you up. It was like your fucking corner. What was it called? The, the dog pound on Arsenio Hall? or what I, was it called? The- Where the- is Arsenio Hall now? I don't know. Sorry, I cut you yeah, off. Bell. He's
1: what? living in an airplane hangar. <laughs> <laughs> incidentally. Probably having
0: a great time. So, I mean, first of all, I, I agree it's with It's
1: not, you not about
2: the airplane hangar, okay? Like, that's just, you know, well, an example. It. It's just yeah. it's example. like you know You know when you're going out with someone, if they're, like, mature and, like, a man, like, an adult. Or if you're dealing with, like, you know, someone that has issues that they've never dealt with and they're, like, stuck at age 17. You know, and that's like not that attractive.
0: Yeah. What are they- I don't
2: know. Maybe it's attractive to other people, but it feels like, you know, kind of flat to me.
0: Well, yeah. you, you walked away from that uh, relationship. I assume it's over, right? Or, or you Yeah. Stop. I
2: mean, it was, it was super casual. Yeah. Super casual.
0: So was it a situation where you walked away? You're like, all right. So now I learned from the situation where it's like, okay, now I know I need someone a little more mature than airplane hanger guy.
2: I literally never had that thought once, like okay. I didn't have any thoughts. I was like, that dude wanted to live in an airplane hangar that was like my that was like my only thought so, and i was i yeah that like that one conversation stuck in my mind, and i it bothered me yeah,
0: it bothered me sure what, have you but you I know you and we've known each other for over twenty years, where you've had the opposite situation happen where guys were ready they were like mature and ready to be married like within weeks of knowing you or months so isn't there isn't there a problem with the other side of like maybe too much maturity or too much too soon
2: um I think I just like a little balance
0: you know just like balance but I mean what what that balance
2: yeah I mean I feel like it's overwhelming if, if I go out with someone once and then they're like, I'm in love with you. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? You know, like to me that feels, doesn't feel balanced, feels weird to me. So like, yeah, it's opposite sides of the spectrum. Both would not work for me.
0: Hmm, so what-
2: yeah, Like, like hmm, I'm psychoanalyzing you right now.
0: Well, who, what is it that you know, other than someone that doesn't want to live in an airplane hangar? What are the other things that you've learned since the last time you've been here as to okay well, now I definitely for me I know i I work by a way of process of elimination it's like I don't know what I want, but I know what I don't want for you. It's like, okay, I don't want airplane hanger guy. what are the other things that you you don't <laughs> Poor want or
2: airplane hanger
0: guy yeah, or um, I mean, he's got he's got goals I
2: mean <laughs> um I think uh I've been through a lot with, you know, family members passing away and just lots of like heavy duty stuff. So sometimes it's hard to connect with someone that has not had anything happen like that. It makes you feel like kind of like alone or lonely in the conversation because they can't really relate to you. So it's not like I'm looking for someone that's had, you know, a bunch of disasters in their life, but I do feel like I like someone with some life experience. Yeah. You know, I don't know. That's just my, that's my experience. Like it feels like I've been through a lot. I've had to do a lot of work to like not lose my mind. And um, when you're talking to someone and they have like zero clue what you're referring to and they can't really relate to you, that doesn't feel like that fun to me. That The conversation can't get really deep because they can't really understand what you're saying.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's having like serious life experiences where you've had death or loss, like that creates empathy that people can relate to. And then that creates Mm -hmm. a life experience where you guys kind of bond. And so absolutely makes it like a more mature relationship. But then, then what, I mean, then where's the fun?
2: Well, the fun's always going to be there. I mean, if you're, if you're talking to someone that's like funny and, you know, full of life, which that's important too. So it's just, I think it just comes down to, uh, I'm not really that interested in dating like a hundred different guys. I just feel like when it's right, it's just going to be right. And I don't have to worry about it.
0: How are you meeting these guys now? Like, I know, obviously, do you, do you still do apps? I mean, like- there's guys everywhere. You <laughs> know? Well,
1: that's what I wanted to ask real quick, because you said this is your third city, right? So
2: I, yeah, I think I've lived in three cities now.
1: Okay. Yes. Chicago. Do you see a big difference? And Chicago. Yeah. Do you see a big difference in um, values or having connections with people based on the difference between California and Colorado type? Like what's that experience like?
2: Yeah. So I keep saying that people from the Midwest are the best. And that is my conclusion now from, it's not, I mean, there's nice people everywhere. There's interesting, smart, cool people everywhere, but there's something about people from the Midwest. They're like grounded again, at feeling of being a little bit more balanced and kind. I don't know, maybe because I'm from Chicago, it just feels more familiar and attractive to me.
0: That part of that stuff made sense, but I feel like when you say the Midwest, it stops at Congress, because if you go south of the Midwest, like, there's nothing, they don't know what the word kind is. Like, that. I think you lost Jeannie, where she's like, yeah, Midwest is enough, and then she's like, you said kind, and she's like, what?
1: No, I mean, I
2: seriously feel like people from the Midwest are, like, nice. Yeah.
1: I, I absolutely agree. And what you're saying, and I think everything that you're saying, we may, you know, we were joking about the airplane hangar guy, and, but it all boils down to that idea of like who you feel like you're gonna have a connection with. And somebody that grew up with similar losses and experiences, but also in a similar environment or climate, the values, all that comes into play into creating a connection.
2: Yeah, and Um, I realized like, my morals are really important to me. So if I meet someone that's like morally
0: bankrupt, like that's not going to work for me.
1: So and now you've lost Paul on the word moral.
0: <laughs> so. I love that. Well, the morally bankrupt thing is uh, is a sliding scale because Valerie and I uh, grew up together and I know that we were at a lot of the same events where I don't know what the definition of morals were, but um, let's say a lot of conservatives would would question a lot of the, activities that Valerie and myself were involved that was in
1: it's growing up though that was just yeah, I mean I, like, th- I do
0: think uh, that, that was, was two kids. years ago no I'm just kidding No,
1: <laughs> so we were good kids and we had
2: good families around yeah. us like yeah. we were really lucky like when I meet other people and I hear their background and I know that I was lucky and you you were too so it's like You know, I just think it gets harder the older you get because you are more set in your ways. You know what you want. And it's like, you're not going to, I'm not just going to accept anything now. It's before when I was younger, I just kind of wanted a boyfriend. It was fun. And now it's like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. So it gets a little bit more difficult.
0: Have you been on a situation or in a situation the last few years where you've given someone a chance just cause you're like, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll meet someone. It's a connection. And then the minute you realize it, you're like, Oh my God, like this guy. I, mean, said- I
2: feel like I like everyone that I go out with or like I talk to I feel like I either end up being friends with them or I just enjoy their company. Cause I wouldn't go out with them in the first place, but I, yeah, have gone out a couple of times where I'm like, no way.
0: Am I going to What happened? This? Tell us, give us a brief, uh, I and just
2: like have it. a couple of glasses of wine and then I'm like really curious. So I, I know that I always ask like a ton of questions and then I f- kind of feel like they're therapists and then that's the end of it. I mean, yeah. you know, I can't force myself t- yeah. to like be with someone. I just, I can't.
0: Yeah. They're, they start saying like, Everyone knows that Bill Gates started this whole virus, and you're like, okay, I'm out of here.
2: Exactly. Oh, my God. I was out with someone, and he was, um, I'm not going to name names, because you might know him, but he was definitely super into Fox News, into Trump, you know, hardcore Republican, but he was really smart, so, like, everything I would bring up, you know, he had, like, a counter argument, and... I was just like, I don't give a shit what this guy's talking about. I'll just be like, okay, because I didn't care. I knew I was never going to go out with him again. Oh yeah. So, but yeah, that's like uncomfortable when stuff like that happens, but everyone's different and they have their own, you know, hardcore opinions about stuff. And what are you going to do? Argue with someone on a date? It's like, who cares?
1: So how do you handle a date when they start toting something and you know immediately this is not going anywhere? Do you finish it out and just enjoy the conversation and the wine? Or are you like, I just got a call, I got to leave? How do you No, that?
2: no, no, no. I wouldn't do that because I feel like I could have fun like in a broom closet. You know, I just, I feel like I make the best out of every yeah, situation. Yeah. So everyone's interesting in their own way. And I just try and tap into that and just, you know, have fun and then forget about it. Like I know in my head, this is not going anywhere.
0: What what's the difference between like a regular closet and a broom closet?
2: <laughs> a broom closet is dustier and there's more crap in there.
1: Oh. And it's generally smaller and you keep smaller there. But we've seen your place fall. You don't really know what a broom is. So. I don't
0: have a broom, no. I don't even You know, know,
2: I wanted to ask, like, so you haven't washed your hair in four
0: days, but weren't you out with a girl last night? Uh so two things. Um I, I was wash. I did wash. I like how you like change the story here. Uh, yeah,
1: I've been
2: thinking about it. So I gotta
0: ask.
1: Wait, not, I love that Paul has made a living out of being able to present an argument. And he is floundering so <laughs> hard. Right now. No. Well. I,
0: so it's funny you say that like for years, I used to wash my hair every day. And, and when I was a kid, I was obsessive about it where I was in the, in my shower at my parents house and i washed my hair four times every time so my parents thought i was like jerking off in the shower but i was like literally washing my hair but why what was the problem i just liked i just liked the smell of of pert or whatever the hell it was so (laughs) i just like i like the smell of good hair Jeannie knows and people that know me before Biden used to sniff hair like i used to like smell my friend's hairs and be like, oh, someone didn't shower today. Like it was I a do joke.
1: not know that you like the smell of hair. I've
0: done it's it a I'm a hair smeller. If you
1: Got have sniffed my hair, I don't want to know about it.
0: Well you so you literally walk up to people
2: and you sniff their hair?
0: Yes, not strangers, like people I know. Like I'd be like, oh, your hair looks nice today. And then I'd, I'd smell your hair, about' and be like, ooh didn't shower for this for this podcast like that's kind of like did that behavior start
1: yeah. creeping okay. into
0: your Focus reality. On. so so I then, do
1: feel like every episode we come a little closer to why paul is single like
0: this has come up before but i do i do smell hair and then when i you know obviously now that's not going to happen in the post-corona world but in the old like it's just i like the smell of good hair even when i was a kid i used to wash my hair and i liked shampoos a lot so but then I, my hairstylist told me, he's like, you should not be washing your hair every day. And so when I stopped doing that, like every other, back before all this happened, I was washing my hair every other day. And the day that I wouldn't wash my hair was like, I'd have the best hair days because of the oils and whatever. And as you wow. should all know this. So now in the, in the corona uh, quarantine world, I've been going like two days without it. And I have like these great hair days. And then before this, I was like, oh, I don't want to wash my hair because I want to have a good hair day. But then the powers of, of, of clay, which is what I use, Jeannie was like, wow, you have good. your hair looks like Jimmy Neutron or whatever you sit up top. I'm not,
1: I'm not sure that's exactly what I said, but close
0: enough. Sure. It's, but yeah, I, I washed my hair. And as far as, yeah, I was, uh, I was giving a friend of mine uh, a tour of, uh, of our old uh, stomping grounds last night. We went on a road trip. So. He called
2: me and he was like, "What's the name of the cult that was in Oakbrook?" Yeah, and I was like, "What are you doing?" And he was like, "I'm showing my friend around." Yeah, and I was like, "You're taking her to see cults in like our junior high in the middle of the night." There yeah. was a
1: cult in Oakbrook. Yes,
0: yeah. it was
2: fantastic. Yes, a whole
0: other world. And and Val went out with the guy from there, but that's a whole other episode. Really? Well, no,
2: I didn't go out with him. I was 12 years old, and I was trying to help him escape.
0: Yeah, he was 40. So. No,
2: I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, we were both kids. I know. I think he was older than me. And I was like, I have to help this kid break out of here. And then we got busted. I was telling Paul last night that we found out that the phones were tapped. And I honestly thought that those leaders of the cult were going to come and like kidnap me. Okay. And I never, ever saw that kid again. Like He disappeared into thin air. Because he, he's been listening to our phone calls, and then I never saw him again.
0: Moved to Indiana, he became governor, and now he's vice president of the country. <laughs> this
1: here is here. our next fellow up podcast. Are you kidding me? You
2: but, guys should do a
0: whole podcast on cults. Yeah, that'd yeah, be fun. So, Val, going back to the question now. So, do you, do you do... I know you said it's not on the agenda now, but, like, are you like me where you don't... Oh, I know the answer to this, but why don't you tell everybody... Do you, do you see yourself as a mom? Do you want to have kids that are biological or adopted? Is that something you want?
2: Um, I think if I fell in love with someone when we got married and we both decided like, let's do this, I would go for it. Yeah. I'm not like opposed. Okay. But like, I wouldn't want to be a single mom. Like I don't want kids that bad that I have to go out and like get pregnant right now and have a kid on my own. I think I would only not, I think, I know I would only want to do it with a partner. It's yeah. too much work. Yeah. yeah. Like, Jeannie, look at your home. Like, I think about people like you that have kids at home right now, and I'm like, oh my god, how, what are they doing? Like, how is that working?
1: They're all upstairs in cages right now with the you, um, <laughs> you. You know just, like, throw fun. a hamburger in That's there? A
0: backdrop. That's a backdrop. I know what her house really looks like. There's, like, a ping pong <laughs> table.
1: Yeah, this is my other room. Paul, well, I don't live in a broom closet. I do. Wait,
0: do you have all boys?
1: I have a daughter and three boys.
0: And seven. You have four
1: kids? Yeah. Four? Yeah. So I and love you have like
0: Dogs and like cats and parrots.
1: No cats. Cats are will steal your soul. Um, yeah. You have, I have four three kids. boys and a daughter. And um, it is a lot of work. And I get what you're saying. It's like Um, there are, there are women that know they're not going to find Mr. Right or whatever. And they want to have a family, Mm -hmm. but it is a lot of work. You have to have a really good support system. I think if you're going to purposely choose that route.
2: Yeah. And I, for me, I was never like the girl that sat around and thought to myself, I really want a big wedding and kids and all that. It, my mind went more towards like, I'd like to start a company or like, I want to write some books. So I don't know why in this lifetime I came out this way, but it wasn't like something I was dying to have. Yeah.
1: And at the start of the podcast, you did say that, that right now your business and your work is your priority. So it feels that way right now. Yeah. And so I know how life goes. You
2: walk into a bar, you meet someone, everything changes in one day. I mean, I know I've been there before. So I kind of um, just like roll with it. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And that makes me feel comfortable with like the whole situation. I don't have to sit around like wondering or, you know, so, why, why this and that. I don't feel that way. I feel like if it's going to happen, it, it'll just happen and it'll be awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and it's interesting you say roll with it is a great like way to, to talk about it in the sense that I, Also, I'm like that, obviously, like I like to live by the suit of my pants, but I wasn't always like that because I I kept a diary and I've talked about this on the podcast before when I was 20 years old, a journal for like three months. And if you if it wasn't my handwriting, be like, that's not me, because I was like I was in I was uh, in college and all I wanted to do was get good grades so I can get into a good law school. I'm yelling at myself. I'm getting upset because I'm drinking too much and getting high (laughs) and I, all i'm saying is why can't i find a girlfriend i just and like my goal was to be married by the time i'm 25 living in the suburbs having kids and like running for congress
1: yeah but, but
2: that was just your programming okay. you know that's not like what you really wanted and when we get older we figure out what we really want which is i think it's great if you can get married when you're older cuz at least you have a sense of self then when i was 20 i was a total jackass like all i wanted was a boyfriend And I wanted to party like five nights a week and I wanted to have fun. And that's what your twenties I think are for. Right. If you can pull it off.
0: But where do you think that you pulled, where was the switch turn where you decided to just roll with it? Like, I know you've had a lot of uh, uh, loss in your life. Do you think that played a role in like you being like, okay, I'm going to fucking prioritize my life now. Oh yeah.
2: After my mom died, everything changed. And when I left Chicago and moved to Iowa, like, that's when I realized I really liked being alone. I loved writing my book. I was thinking about other things than how I was before, where I was only thinking about boyfriends. I mean, I've been boy crazy since I was like forever, like since I was like five years old. So it was a nice switch to like not have that consuming me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you were, I remember you when you were a kid. Yeah, I
2: mean, I always had a boyfriend. It was like, it yeah. had to be that way. And uh, it feels really good to like think about other things instead of just constantly dating.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, that's must be nice. I'm no, just kidding. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what that means. I'm, not, I'm, I'm in the same boat. It's kind of funny where people who are like you and I, we have a lot, obviously we have a lot in common where we're, we like to be alone. We don't mind it. And all those people are like, what are you going to get married and have kids? Like, no one's fucking saying that right now like those people are like calling me like what's it like to like watch tv that you want to watch and like to drink what you want to do drink and eat what you want like well i think people
2: are going to find out right now if like their relationships are working for them because they're they're stuck at home with that person like there's no distractions now and that's kind of cool
0: or scary like this is like cool. if you survive the quarantine with uh, a spouse, it's like you. That's like six years in real in real world, okay? like, right, Jeannie? It's I mean, like dog, yeah,
1: it's like dog years. Absolutely, <laughs> one month is like dog years. And you're, uh,
0: you're it, living in a broom closet with this a, with a someone who you thought was your husband, but it's like yeah. a really stranger. You're like, wow, I didn't know this about him.
1: Well, because the thing is, too, like in any relationship, you have just, you, like our big date night was we would do different things in the city and try different restaurants and do all these things. And now it's like, do you want to play Scrabble? (laughs) That's cute. I like that. I mean, I would not
2: mind like staying home for a couple months and just relaxing with someone that, you know, I cared about because, you know, then it's fun. There's, you're not going out. I mean, you can't, there's nothing to do. You can take a car ride. (laughs) <laughs> but how, how did you know, Jeannie, that you wanted to marry your husband?
1: Um, this goes a lot back to what we were saying with, like, the Midwest. So this was, I talked about this before. He's somebody that I knew um, growing up. He grew around the block from mm-hmm. me. And to me, having that connection where we knew each other's families, mm-hmm. um, had similar backgrounds growing up, so similar values in a lot of ways, it made it just more comfortable, yeah. you know, and it was somebody who... Um, I was like very attracted to their humor. Um, now I don't find them so funny being in quarantine, but I'm sure I will again. Um, but those, those things that I always valued humor and, um, just empathy, it completely made it feel like it was the right decision. And also he was 45 for the first time and I was 42. Mm -hmm. So second time around was like huge, um, knowing what you want yeah you know I I always
2: tell people I'm like if you can wait to get married try and wait you know I know people want to have kids and get married early but I've changed so much like in the past yeah nine or ten years I I mean I'm a completely different person so you know what if I would have married one of my old boyfriends I don't I don't know if I would have made it honestly because I'm such a different person now
0: well with comedy it makes you you reevaluate too because I'm always like Man, like I could have just been happy and married right now, and like I could have been in like the suburbs with like my Porsche and just driving around. But, but now I'm like, and, oh, I'm gonna. If you were not cook- the
2: right person, maybe you would have done that. But that's not that was not like your dharma. That's not your life yeah. plan. So, dharma?
0: like Dharma and Greg, what?
2: What'd you say? You took a different route and we so don't did even I. Have time that you don't have time
0: you oh. say dharma i don't i don't know what that i don't know what it means but okay it's
2: like it's your life's path so oh, you yeah. took a different path but
0: hey i know
2: couples they live in the suburbs they're married they have a family they love the shit out of each other and everything is great and like that makes me so happy like that would be great too
0: but yeah, imagine yeah i always think like what would happen if like three girls that i asked to homecoming my freshman year one of them said yes and like my life would have taken a whole other path Or I didn't get arrested for driving when I was 14. Right. Brook, Illinois. Or one
1: just didn't disappear from a cult. Um, You know, where did you you get arrested driving?
0: In your subdivision uh, uh, in Brook Forest when I was 14. And they
2: like took you down to the station?
0: Yeah. I had to call my dad and be like, "Uh, I'm at the police station. And my mom was sitting right there. She goes, no, you're not. You're right in the other room. Like, no, I'm not. And then she went there and there was like a pile of pillows. And then she's like, oh, it's not you. Like, you can hear this all on the phone at the Oakbrook Police Department. And you took their car? I took our, my friend's car. We He came and picked me up. I climbed out the window. But the best part of that whole thing is I was telling uh, my friend yesterday, I'm like, I'm like, we had no, I had no plans on how I'd get back into the house. Or like, we didn't have a plan for where we were going. We just like, we're like we're gonna take the car out, and then we're like, okay, now we took the car out. We're like, what are we gonna do now? Where are we gonna go? And then we got we got arrested. What did
2: you actually do to get pulled over? Like, did you run through a stop sign or something? Or
0: no, oh, you- we had the car idling at a, an, another person's house, who we were gonna I think we were gonna pick him up too, but there was no phone. There was no cell phones back then, so we had to like knock on his window. Right. And the cop pulled b- by, and we like ducked under the car, and then they put. I mean, it's Oakbrook, so they see a suspicious car. At right in the morning and then um yeah we got to, yeah.
2: oh you didn't mention this was in the middle of the night oh yeah it's
0: not got a house i'm sorry that's when my Your parents
2: must have been like wow he sucks yeah <laughs> right now
0: but then but then like i thought that would get me that was first or second week of freshman high school i was like oh now i've got some street cred as like this badass so i asked like three girls to homecoming and all of them said well, two said no and one said, Let me think about it, and then never got back to me. Beth Kelly. Did
2: you end up going to homecoming?
0: I didn't go to homecoming. I didn't go to a dance until I was a junior in high school.
1: Well, see, so, the, and then this is why that was such a priority to you in college because yeah. you hadn't had that yet. So it was still yeah. something you were chasing, this, the validation. That's, that's right. right. Yeah. Thanks,
2: Dr. Phil. I appreciate yes, it. You no, know, we just went Dr. Phil on you, yeah. and she's right.
1: And you're, and that's why you're such a man whore now. Because now you've had all this experience, and you, it's like ah, eh, you're not seeking that anymore. You know, no? I've known
2: Paul for so long, and oh, I feel great. so like close with him. And I know that he goes out with all these women, and I've been around and I've seen them, but I never look at him like that. Like I'm, I'm just. I'm not on the receiving end of that. So I haven't had to deal with like your bullshit that you bring
0: to a relationship. And personally. you also
1: see the light and the goodness in everybody where I just. <laughs> Jeannie.
0: Genie has tried to bring me down and get me canceled for 200 episodes now. And the record <laughs> has shown every, every guest we've had on, whether it's you or, or, uh, Patty as the co-host, or, or uh, Maggie DePolo, that anyone that I've dated who's been on the show has come back and been like, yeah, he's, there's no bullshit. And actually, my friend who I was giving a tour to is a girl that I used to date, and now we're like friends. So okay, I actually let, have-
1: Like, Paul, well, let's think about this. If somebody was going to say he's a complete scumbag, would they want to be on your podcast? That's right. No, it's like, it's like talking to a Trump supporter, being like, how do you think Trump's doing?
2: right and we're talking big numbers now so we're only seeing a fraction very small that's right
1: very small oh
0: now it's cnn don't don't try and pull your bullshit with us okay thank you jake dapper and don lemon for your insight My, Uh,
1: my entire goal of doing this podcast is just to give paul shit like i was so happy to see valerie today so excited when i knew she was our guest but really i just want to just i just want to mess with you it's so easy
0: it's so easy okay well wow it it seems like we're out of time we got a bell here (laughs) i think Jeannie's dogs are barking again uh valerie thank you so much for doing the podcast where can people find out more about you and your upcoming uh stuff i know you have a book coming up and everything too um the website's just my name valerie easy peasy and uh when is it, you got a book coming out or is that was I not supposed to say that?
2: Uh I don't know the date, but it'll be sometime in 2021. Okay. Awesome.
0: Sounds yeah. good. Now, and you can still
1: get this, right?
0: So, I still got enlightenment is sexy. It's on the website, ValerieGangus.com. Thank you so much, uh, Val, for coming back on uh episode. We're uh we're 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 doing some Zoom. This is like our first real Zoom show. And uh Jeannie, I guess thanks for being a dick uh it's, it's really good to see and Thanks for yeah. getting
2: me through my toe surgery that i had yeah. five minutes before the oh. interview
1: oh male toe male pull the toenail will you do that for me <laughs> Just after
2: after, after i unwrap it i have like a full wrapping on it right now I, I couldn't even look at it so i don't even know what's happening
0: Jeannie, go uh unravel what's under that blanket uh in the background i feel like someone's hiding <laughs> in there or like it's like i thought it was gonna be like an unraveling where you're gonna be like Oh, really, Paul? All (laughs) your girls, like, you're like, well, look who I have here, Becky. (laughs) I
1: didn't didn't have time to floof (laughs) it nice.
0: (laughs) That room is, like, perfectly clean.
1: Thank you. You should see the other side
0: of it. Thank you all for uh, coming, and thanks all for listening to another edition of uh, Singles Only Podcast. And uh, if you're listening on the audio, go watch the uh, YouTube uh, video of us so you can see what everyone looks like and decide who is the survivor on this episode. (laughs)